Hi guys and welcome back to my channel, Stories in the Dark. Today we're going to be talking about the LaSalle Street Murders. Mention the LaSalle Street Murders to anyone who's lived in the Indiana, Indianapolis for a while. They'll know what you're talking about. Details might have faded from memory since three businessmen were discovered murdered on December 1st, 1971 in a house at 1318 and LaSalle Street. But the horror and the decades-long mystery of the case virtually ensures it will remain as one of the area's most notorious cases, with three more twists and turns than any fiction writer could make up. No one has ever even been prosecuted. It's unlikely anyone will ever be. There are at least two theories of who committed or commissioned the slayings. All the known suspects are dead. But were there accomplices who are still alive? No one has a clear answer. Three men at, killed at the house were Indianapolis businessmen Robert Hinson, 30, James C. Barker, 27, and Robert Gears, 34. Their hands and feet were bound. Their throats had been slit. The bodies were discovered by John Carney's, 29, a business acquaintance of Hinson and Gears. I couldn't believe what I saw. I couldn't believe it, Carney's told the police. It just wasn't human. I still can't believe it. Hinson was found on his stomach in the front bedroom with his hands bound beneath him. Barker was found on his back in the bathroom between the two bedrooms and Gears was lying on his back in the rear bedroom. Marion County Coroner Dr. Dennis, Dennis J. Nichols said it appeared that the victims were held by their, their hair to extend their necks and then cut from ear to ear with a long bladed instrument. Death was almost instantaneous. Deputy Sheriff Chief Ralph Lunken, head of investigations, told reporters it took more than one person to do this. These were large men, and they weren't old. Gears and Hinson were friends who had quit their previous jobs working for Jasper businessman Ted Olin to start their own microfilming business. The two allegedly had taken with some of Olin's clients equipment and money. Ulan also had taken out $150,000 life insurance policies on the men, and he became the prime suspect of the initial investigators, including Indianapolis police detective James M. Strode. However, detectives had no idea who, who Ulan may have hired to kill the men. The businessmen had a rock-solid alibi, putting him in southern Indiana. When those leads went nowhere, another theory developed. The men were killed because one of them was involved with the ex-wife of Kara Horton. Hinson and Gears were characterized as hard-working, hard-playing, and generally hard-living men who liked to frequent low-class bars. An unnamed acquaintance told Indianapolis Star reporter Paul Doherty, that the trio were involved in an enormous conquest competition which might have strengthened the theory than 
avenge husband or lover was behind the murders. Diane Horton, identified as then as a friend of victim Gears, was pictured sobbing in the arms of a neighbor outside the LaSalle Street House in the Star's coverage of the murders. In the mid-1990s, a freelance journalist, Carol Schultz, landed her own investigation. She became she befriended Harold Horton, but worked with police detective John W. Layton to make a case against Horton. In March 1996, Horton, then 70, was indicted for the murders and spent about a month in jail. Layton acknowledged in court that he had instructed Schultz to tell Horton that his fingerprints had been found at the murder scene, knowing that was not true. And Schultz testified that she had been investigating the murders since 1992, had negotiated a book and movie contract, and had been offered up to $1 million for the story. Her book, The LaSalle Street Murders, points to Horton. Michael Lee Chaston, a former Indianapolis man who was serving two life terms in a Florida prison for the 1981 slaying of a Jacksonville, Florida man, implicated himself and Horton in a confession, which he recanted several times. Chaston was charged with the murder of Hinson. Horton was charged with the murder of all three victims. In a bizarre twist, Chanston, who acknowledged wanting to get out of his prison sentence, testified the former president, Richard Nixon, plotted the murders, which were carried out by the vanished labor leader, Jimmy Hoffa. Superior Court Judge Paula E. Laposa called Chanston's stories incredible. She also criticized Skultz for who led the police to Horton. The court finds that the investigation has been compromised by the meddling of Carol Skultz, who is a very biased former investigative reporter, Lopez said. Marion County Prosecutor Scott Newman dismissed the case, calling it literally impossible to prosecute. Charges against Horton and his co-defendant, Floyd Michael Cheston, were dropped, which can't believe in its scenario, but the case still be- sometimes is debated even by homicide detective. In 2001, police received a letter written by Fred Harbinson, who had worked for Ulan and who had died a few years earlier, leaving the letter in a safe deposit box. It apparently went unopened for years until it was given to the police. Former Indianapolis Police Department Captain Robert Snow who was in charge of the homicide unit in the late 1990s, said that in the letter, Harbin said Ulan had hired him to kill the men, but never paid him for the job. Harbinson couldn't very well go to the police or sue for his money, and he was afraid of Ulan's... Ulan said Snow. The letter read, these two men I killed in their beds by cutting their throats, and there was another guy who wasn't supposed to be there, but I had to kill him too because he showed up. The letter continued. Ted was supposed to pay me when he got the insurance money, but he kept putting me off because he said he had lost some money, but he said he would pay me as soon as he could. The paper said that a yellow Oldsmobile was seen at the place where I killed them. But it was really my yellow Plymouth Roadrunner. I buried my boots because 
the tracks they found them because I knew they could match up on the prints on my boots. Since Yulin and Harbinson are both dead, they cannot be prosecuted for the crime. They say this it is still considered an open case. And that's the case. The Lasalle Street Murders.